Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. My name is Elle Russ. Join me and my co-host, Tara Garrison, every week as we tackle topics related to mindset and empowerment so you can create a happier, more abundant, and fun kick-ass life. Video episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash kick-ass life podcast. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lruss.com. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick minute to talk about our sponsors who we love and we are only partnered up with companies that we truly believe in, one of which is Primal Kitchen. Primalkitchen.com, soy-free, grain-free, canola oil-free, lots of healthy condiments and dressings. These are the things that really make food good, right? It's the oils, the dressings, the toppings, but most of them in the store are filled with horribly offensive ingredients and uh, toxic oils. So go to primalkitchen.com, everything from incredible mayo, dressings and marinades, protein bars, collagen, drink mixes, and etc. And uh, use Kick-Ass Life for 10% off as your code. Hey everyone, want to tell you about our sponsor, Rep Provisions. Rep Provisions is a regenerative agriculture company that provides meat that is grass-fed, pasture-raised, and actually raised in a regenerative agriculture approach, which means that they're actually moving the cattle along, just like predators would have in the past, to help them manure and grow the grasslands and then allow that time to grow back again before they move the cattle back, which is really cool, you guys, because this is what's happening to the planet. This is why cattle raising is getting such a bad name is because they're not raising them the way that rep is, right? So when they do that, it allows us to actually save the planet. So when you when you support companies like Rep Provisions that are doing regenerative agriculture, you're actually helping support the future of the planet. It's really important. So um, not only is it really cool to do stuff like that, but their meat tastes far superior to any beef I have ever had. And they're giving you guys 10% off if you use coupon code KICKASSLIFE. So head over to repprovisions.com and enter KICKASSLIFE at at checkout for 10% off. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Kick-Ass Life podcast with my co-host, Tara Garrison. We're going to talk about goal setting today and being emotionally connected to them and basically the art of it. So when I think about this, you know, a lot of people uh, talk about this SMART theory, which is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. And I think there's a lot more to it than that. Um, I will start off by saying I think the goals need to be like clearly defined. And I think that that's a problem with most people. Um, What I find, though, is that I think people are jumping to the end conclusion too soon. And we've talked about this before, where you just sometimes need to take a step in the direction versus see the whole path, right? It's like so many law of attraction speakers have said, we can drive across the country in the middle of the night and all we need to see is the 200 feet ahead of us with our headlights. And we're, you know, that's all we need in order to get there. And so I think sometimes when people are setting goals, they stop short of even trying for them because they can't even see how it will happen. And I think that that's a mistake. And there's lots of other things in here, but I'll just open with that and go to you and, and see where we want to start here. Yeah, I think it's important to dream big, right? Yes. Go really big. Do the whole, like, this is ridiculous. Like, maybe to you, ridiculous is you're going to write a book. Maybe that's like, yeah, right. Like, I would never be a published author or whatever. You know, let's let's throw that one out there. And it's like, that that's like dreaming big for you. For Elle, that's not dreaming big. She's already done it twice, right? So it's like, that's not dreaming. That's actually just 
setting a very achievable SMART goal like she was just talking about. But I think for most of us, when we're getting into that space, it is important to like begin with the end in mind and like have some sort of vision. I call it loose vision because I find that as you drive down that path, it always ends up being 10 times better than you could have ever imagined. So sometimes I think we can sell ourselves short with our with our end goal, but set something big, dream big, like go, go for it. But then that's your A to Z goal. But then you're exactly right, we missed that A to B. Okay, so what can I do from A to B that's gonna drive me towards Z? And your Z might change. I think like Z is like the end of a water hose and you're holding the whole hose like at the, at the other end. I mean, it's gonna wobble, all. it can go all over the place, right? But the next thing you can do is put your next hand forward on that hose and go to B. Before you know it, you're, you don't know exactly where Z is gonna end up, but it's gonna be way further than where you're at right now. Um, and, and that's so why they I, say, right? They say like when you, if you wanna make a million dollars, if that's your goal, you make it for way more than that. Right. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah, like yeah. overshoot <laughs> it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. again, like sit down and go, if I could have it completely my way with no hesitate, like what in five years, if I could just design my life, what would it look like? And to not have any shame or worry about whether that seems realistic or not. And to dream big there, because again, yeah. that's the umbrella by which your the other stuff is going to cascade. Yeah, here's some examples. So I, I like to say dream big, then back that shit up. Okay, so like great. if you want, let's say you want to look like a fitness model, man or woman, you want to look like a freaking fitness model. You want that, like I want that bad. I want that as bad as I want to breathe. And let me say, you're going to have to want whatever this is. If you're not even close to that right now, you better want that as bad as you want to breathe or the likelihood of getting there is going to be kind of low. If you only kind of want it sometimes when you're in the mood to want it, good luck. Good luck. Right. Okay, so let's maybe maybe you want to look like a fitness model. You want it so bad. You want to be a famous author. You want to make millions of dollars and have a yacht. Okay, cool. So where do you start? And I think this is where people get messed up because they're like, I, I think the dream big message is plenty out there right now. Everyone's like, I want to be famous. I want to be rich. I want to have a private jet. I want to like, you know, all these big things. But everybody gets stuck because that's really overwhelming. I like to say it's like telling your $8 an hour employee to build you a multi-million dollar business. Hey, build me, build me a multi-million dollar business. They don't know how. They're unqualified. So are you in whatever your dream is right now. You're unqualified. You don't know how to do that. So just giving yourself this huge overwhelming goal is you're stuck. So that $8 an hour employee, that's you <laughs> right now on that journey of that thing that you're trying to accomplish. So what could what would you as the CEO of your life, of your goal, tell that $8 an hour employee right now? Like maybe it's Hey, you know what? Go do some you know research. Really gonna, yeah, you know what's Yeah, go do some research. I want you to take this course. Go take a course. I'm going to invest in you to take a course. I want you to take notes, and every Monday we're going to talk about it, and we're going to really start to apply some of those things you're learning. Or maybe it's, hey, what's really? What have you noticed is really working already? Or maybe it's, hey, guess what? We don't have any products yet. Would you like to help me make a product or a service? Right. So start with something small. I like to say, like, if money is your goal, like. Okay, well, do you have a product or service that you're offering? Because if you don't, you might want to get on that, right? <laughs> if you're working in a $8 an hour job right now or $12 or whatever, and you want to make millions of dollars, like, I mean, from my opinion, the, the, the hard way is going to be trying to do that working for somebody else, right? So it's like starting to get outside of the box, like what steps need to be taken today? What could, be, what could you actually do towards that today? That's backing it up A to B. And then... And those things I, are usually attainable and believable for you versus the end result, which you still are going to dream about. And we're going to stay right. in that space. But those A to Bs 
are the goals. They're little mini micro goals, right? They're attainable. It's just the one next step. You want to be a painter. I'm going to go watch a YouTube video of someone teaching painting. Just start right. freaking somewhere, right? Right. And then, and then after that, it's really important, I believe, to get out of the learning because we can stay in learn mode forever. This is definitely something I learned. Um, I love because it's so good. People, you mentioned you this. This, this is the a time. problem. Yeah. Yeah, people like people. I, 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 if I had a dollar for every time I've heard in the last few years, I love learning. I've said it myself. I love learning too. Learning is a safety net. Being in learn mode 24 seven is a comfort zone. That's something we have to watch out for. Cause it's like, well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm just, I'm learning, I'm learning, learning. Well, how much are you applying? How much are you actually doing? Because I know a lot of people, I'll use health as an example. I know a lot of people who are killing it. Like they are in amazing shape. They eat really well. They keep it really freaking simple, but they're doing it. They're applying every day. I see them at the gym every day. I know they're eating well cause their body reflects it. And then you have like, this other tribe of people who are out of shape, unhealthy, and they're researchers. They're constantly listening to every podcast. They're reading every book. They're, you know, and the, but when it comes down to the actual doing, they're not making time for it. They're not actually applying. So make sure that you don't make learning become your safety net so much that you're not actually doing or putting yourself out there and going for it, right? It's, it's an easy crutch. It's, it's such an easy crutch. Or the people that are like, well, I'm just, I'm, like, they keep getting certifications. <laughs> Seriously, yep. they or they oh, keep they I keep taking the, the they keep taking the computer programming classes. You're like, dude, at some point you're gonna have mm -hmm. to like start on your freaking app. Like, you can't. Well, when I and that's the whole thing. Like, well, when I do that, then I can, right? And so sometimes you have to jump right in in the middle of the learning or in the middle of yeah. the the certification or whatever it is. Um, I also think too, it's interesting to not seek goals that are dependent on others, right? Because sometimes we could be like, well, yeah. if she does that or I'll, 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 I want this goal. And it, it, again, it's just like matching it up with someone else can be confusing and it's not always reliable. I, I want to mention this though, that goal setting is one of the things that really, really builds confidence because mm -hmm. you are seeing progress because you're doing pro you mini moves towards a goal. And each time you right. do something that is for something you want, that is a pro you self-loving mood. So this is like a confidence increasing activity. Totally. Uh, completely. So I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Definitely. Big time. Oh, and then what about you your goals aligning with your values? One of the things about goal setting mm, that's cool yeah. too is that as you go through the process of these stages or these, these, these ways, you start to learn things about yourself. You will start to see, you will come across your own ethics. You will come up across your own beliefs. So this is like an awesome self-examination slash goal. There's like lots wrapped into it that is so positive for us. Yeah, I love your point on values, and I, I do want to hit on that a little bit. Um, I'm in a, a coaching group with a guy named Tony Child, and he does a lot of mindset coaching, and I do his program. And one thing that he talks about is values and, and get, getting familiar with what your values actually are, and I love this. And I think I've mentioned it in a podcast before, but I'll mention it again. It's that we have these values that are like PC almost to say, like, it's like, I value faith, God and family, like or country, God and family. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a wooden sign that's like in your house. Like these are what you're, I'm pretty sure you can buy that on Etsy, you know, and, and at Walmart. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it's like, those are my values. That's where my values are supposed to be. So we have these like supposed to values, but he says what your values really are are where you spend your time and money. So if you're listening right now, I want to ask you, where do you spend your time and money? That's what you value. Yeah, and, so, the, and, and, and in that, not only the money, but in assessing value or aligning with your goals in that situation, it's like, if you, the actions you take or don't take are going to give you clues about your beliefs, about your values, about your strengths, about your weakness, right? So that, right. that journey in and of itself is growth. 
And then back to what you said, exactly like where are you spending the most? So give us give us a kind of an example of that for someone sure. to, try to wrap their head around it. So, so my goals are very aligned with, with my values. Some of the things that I value, a couple of things that I value that I've always been this way is one, I value physical activity. I've always been that way. When I was a little girl, I would play outside and run around. I would organize kickball groups from my, from my neighborhood. Hey guys, meet, meet in front of my house in 10 minutes. We're playing kickball. You know, um, I love that. I've been playing basketball for hours on end in the back of my yard thinking I was going to go to the WNBA and I wasn't yeah. even good, but I just enjoyed it, you know? Um, and another Another value that I've noticed about myself is that I, I really truly love helping people. I love when I can see that someone is suffering more than they need to be hmm. that like I can't live. I, 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 I can't think about anything else, you know, and the earliest memory I have of that is my sister who's like a year and a half older than me stubbing her toe and she's crying. And I remember grabbing a big old comforter to wrap it around her foot. <laughs> it was like a whole full so bed cute. size. What a cute comforter. kid thing to do. Yeah. Right. I actually, and I, I actually got bit by my dog in my face when I was like 10 years old because she was like growling in her dream. And I perceived that as like she was suffering. And so I went to kiss her face while she's like snarling. And well, she's sleep. in the middle of like a dream fight with another dream, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come up in her face. So she just lashed out. She bit me. I'm bleeding everywhere. But I, I remember those stories because it, it reflects something in me that that I know is just a part of who I am. And so I've learned how to push that into my goals. So in my business, you know, I could just try to sell a million copies of a workout program. I could do that. That's cool. But what really lights me up inside is when somebody's like, hey, I'm suffering with this. I've got this thing with hypothyroidism or whatever. And then me being able to dig in, like I will, when I have a free Sunday afternoon, I'm like, ooh, yay, now I can dig into the HPA access for so-and-so, you know, <laughs> like that I enjoy that. I yeah. want to do that. I want to spend my time that way. And so that's how my goals of building my coaching business have integrated with that. You know, I'm building retreats because I enjoy helping people heal and see their, their potential. Like it's like nothing is more exciting. And you have me. a love of events in that way too. That's right. also aligned in there. It's like a couple right. of your loves in one. Right. So it's important, you know, that's definitely something I think about when I sit down to do my goal setting. Like I always say to my clients when they're doing goal setting, I'm like, is that like, Oh, well, yeah, of course I would do that if I could like that. I'm like, that's what you at least for career goals is kind of what I'm hitting at right now. Sure. It's like, if you're like, Whoa, like, wait, I could do that and get paid and like live my life like that. That's what I'm talking about. That Yes, you can do that. Absolutely. Why not? And guess what? You'll probably do it a thousand times better than you would do something else. Like I've, you know, I told my daughter the other day, I was like, if I, if I was starting a <laughs> a calculator business, I'd be real burnout by now. I don't give a crap about calculators, you know? So if you're going to put your heart and soul into something, make sure it aligns with your values because then you don't get burnout. So really Yeah, and then what also about um, on the other side of getting to learn about your values and your beliefs and stuff, there's also this, it builds character and confidence. But the character is because in this process of moving forward in the direction of your goals, uh, no matter how micro steps you take, uh, it, it identifies and sort of unearths things that are important to you. Like you just said, you know, it'll, mm -hmm. it'll like not just aligning with your value, but it's like what's important to you. And there was a quote I wrote down. I don't know who said it, but I just thought this was awesome. And I was, it kind of kicked my ass a bit too on some things. I was like, mm, damn. All right. And it is, you can't, uh, you can't manage what you don't measure and you can't improve what you don't manage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter if your goal is right financial or if it's a, a goal over here for writing or starting a website or a blog or becoming a coach or becoming a singer. 
right? There's just no way to even manage anything until you have, again, totally. measured it in some way and put attention to it. And so I also think, too, you know, uh, and this has been said probably many times in articles about this topic, but that obviously it should motivate you, right? Like you just said, I don't give a shit. Like how many times, I'm sure you've had it, two people come to you and be like, wow, you'd be really great at that. I'm like, I know I would be, but I don't want to freaking do that. I don't yeah. want to be an agent in the entertainment industry. I'm sure I'd, oh, rock it. I'd also man. be an awesome lawyer. I have no interest in these yes. things, right? So goal setting should motivate you, right? Yeah. So, and the other thing too is that there was kind of an example given, or I can give like a baseline example is like, let's say you have the goal of saving money to buy a car. And then you're asking the person like, all right, well, you know, what do you want? And your answer is like, well, anything that runs, it's like, well, that's not going to motivate you. That's right. You know, it'll motivate you to get a little bit more specific about it. And what's realistic to you, maybe you don't go for the Maserati if you're kind of broke at this point. Maybe the the first, maybe you do, and then you only get the, you know, Kia or whatever it is. I drive one, so not ripping on Kias. And um, do you know what I'm saying? So you can get specific and you can be broad, but at the end of the day when you're kind of like whatever is about it, Anything will matter. Anything goes. Uh, that's not directing the energy in the right way. Yeah, I love this point. And make sure you're not settling and asking, well, this is what I can do. So, yes. you know, and I hear that sometimes when I do goal setting with my clients. They're like, well, I mean, like, my mom has, you know, MS. So I was thinking, like, I could probably do, like, some sort of foundation for, like, support for families that, you know, they have a family member with MS. And I can hear it in their voice. I'm like, wow, you sound really lit up about that. That sounds like your life's purpose. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, it's this total, like, I guess I could, it's it's a very belittling um, way of goal setting. It's like, well, okay, well, I mean, I, like, I know Spanish. I am fluent in Spanish. I have a, actually a degree in Spanish. Okay. That's amazing. I had no idea. uh, yeah, you should move to so, California. You'd be speaking Spanish all the time. You'd freaking love it. Yeah, my life trajectory was I was going to be a Spanish teacher. I used to teach Spanish um, before, and then I had my health transformation, and I was actually quite torn because I love the Spanish language and culture and history so much. And I guess this kind of goes into it because I was like, well, I mean, I invested a four-year degree into Spanish. I have experience teaching Spanish. I actually love teaching. I love teenagers. I love seeing that spark when they're like, Hey, I'm actually kind of good at something. I'm smart. You know, like I, I'm actually good at this. Like I love that so much, but I thought, okay, what's my soul begging me to do? It's begging me to help people get healthy. I have to, it was like, it was like, I have to, this is where all the passion is. And I'm so glad you weren't attached to that. This goes back to our letting go of attachment. You weren't like, well, I got this damn degree. I I already told everybody I was going to do this. I can't take a left turn now. You weren't an ego about the reflection of what other people would think about your change. You were just like, I got to be honest with myself. I don't want to do it. And it was safe. It was, it's very safe. It's like, just go get a job at a high school. You've got the degree, like just yeah, that's, it's a, that's a career that has you. benchmarks. So that's, what's <laughs> right. great about that. You went into the absolute unknown scary category of being the health yeah. coach and the health person, because that is a, uh, that is a realm of an industry that has no benchmarks. Being a Spanish right. teacher or a teacher of any kind or a lawyer has absolute mapped out benchmarks. You know, if you go here to da, then you get tenure, da, da, whatever, you know, if you have a PhD, you can work at a college, like, you know, you're kind of set. And this is like, again working for the man kind of thing there's nothing wrong with that but that is a rollout that has the safety net that the other didn't yeah and you want to know what i did i made my own benchmarks there you and go I wrote, <laughs> so and there I you wrote go them that's down. goal setting yeah. and i wrote them down and i want to share this i think yeah. this is really key because if you're at all into personal development which you probably are if you're listening to us because obviously we're very into it um i must have heard write down your goals i don't know a hundred times yeah, before i actually took 
five minutes out of my day. Like, so literally, like, it maybe took me 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe five, somewhere in there. Like, very simple. Write down my goals. I'm like, okay, so pretty much every successful person that I've ever heard talk and every single guru that has, like, the most amazing life transformation, they all say you have to write down your goals. And I want to share this. I shared this a little bit on an episode before, but I didn't have the exact stats. So if you're listening, guys, you've got to hear this. This is crazy. If this doesn't get you to write down your goals, I don't know what will. Okay. So, um, 1979 graduates of Harvard's MBA program. Okay. They asked them, have you set clear written goals for your future and made plans to accomplish them? Researchers found that 84% of these graduates responded with no specific goals for their future. 84% of Harvard MBA graduates. Not surprised. Wow. So they're not doing it. I know. I know a bunch of them. By the way, I've got friends that are all Harvard MBAs and same thing. Wow. 84%. That's such a high number. Um, Those who had goals but had not written them down made up for 13% of the participants and only 3% of the graduates had a clear written goal and the next steps they were going to take to accomplish them. The study didn't end here. In 1989, so that's 10 years later, the graduates were interviewed another time about the results they had experienced over the previous 10 years. You can probably guess what happened. The 13% who had thought about their goals but hadn't written them down were earning twice as much as the 84% who had no goals at all. The magic came in the smallest group of 3% who had clearly defined written down goals and plans on their next steps for accomplishment. This group earned on average a staggering 10 times as much as the other 97% combined. That is if that's not the biggest testament for written goals, I mean, come on now. So that's no, what that, happened to that, me. That's, that's worth repeating almost every episode. <laughs> no, right? um, but you know what I was saying about the Harvard MBAs? Because, again, I, I know a bunch of them, people have really high degrees. Here's the thing. It's kind of sometimes because the attainment of the degree is the end result, right? Yeah, they don't go, possible. right, because they just want a Harvard MBA because they know what that <laughs> means in this world. And we all do. And that's great. And right. that's why you go get one if you can, damn it, because it is an incredible thing to have on your resume. You'll get a job almost anywhere. But at, that study makes sense to me because I know that mindset of people going into that. And I don't know that they're thinking too far beyond it. It's probably the ones that were like, I'm going to go get there in my degree to do A, B, and C. And even if they didn't do A, B, and C and their shit changed midway through, like you did with Spanish or health, still, they're going to have another goal beyond it. And they Mm -hmm. keep going versus just now being at the end of their MBA and going, all right, well, I guess I'll just look for random jobs in the corporate sector. I mean, you know, that's that's good, but I'm not surprised that that percentage of them went ahead. And there was this forget where it was said, but there was a Japanese billionaire that said he literally wrote down all of his goals every single day for an hour. Like, that's a lot. Wow. But, but you don't need to do that. But like every single day, right? And so I agree with you. And half the things that I'm doing now are things I wrote down. And they were an intention list. It was like, I am so grateful now that and that was it. And you can mm-hmm. even do that for some of the, um, what was I going to say here on this? Uh, it, the goal could be a way of being. Um, it could be that you wish you had a better sense of humor or you're fun. I mean, like any of these goals, like they don't have to be money career. They can be anything. Like I, I want to be more compassionate because people are calling me a dick or whatever, whatever the thing is. Right. Uh, so I want to just expand people's minds there that even if your career goals are set and you're stoked, there might be other life goals or personal character goals. And oh, those and are we all know what too. they are. 
we all know what they are. You know immediately. I start talking right. goal setting in one area of your life. I don't care. It, yeah, maybe you achieved some financial success and you're you're in coast mode and that's not important to you, but you freaking know you got relationship issues or you freaking know that you like have no connection to something bigger than you and you're like, dude, I feel spiritually dead inside or whatever it is. We all like, as soon as I bring it up, I know there's something popping up in you that's like, yeah, I know I need to work on that. I know, I know, I know. And so I actually yep. thought I would share um, how I, the four components of goal setting that I do with my clients. Yeah. And when I hear you talking about um, the Harvard MBA graduates who like that was their goal, what I hear there is like, I don't think they really asked themselves why they wanted a Harvard MBA. No. Nope. Why? They why did you want that? Oh, because that would be awesome. Because that will make me rich. Like just that. Or that will make me accomplished. That will make me successful. That will make me smart. Okay, cool. So it's all about you. Cool. Well, you you did it. You know, you didn't get into the why though. Like why even do that? And you know, a lot of people may not agree with me on this, but I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, do not go to college unless you know why. Don't like, I don't, because I, I, I want to push them into thinking deeply about why they're doing what they're doing. Cool. Of course I want them to go to college. They learn how to learn in college. They learn how to have a social life. They learn all sorts of things in college. But I want them thinking like, why am I doing this? Not, hey, you know, here's general eds and just floating through. Like, why? So that hits, I'll, I'll go through. The, the four components of goal setting that I do with my clients is what, why, when, and how. And I ask them all the time, what, why, when, and how? What, why, when, and how? So what is getting clear on what you want? What do you want? What? And this is something like, seriously, if you walked up to people on the street and you're like, what do you want? They'd be like, what do you mean? What do I want? Like, like, what do you want in life? Uh, happiness. I mean, they, they don't know. I'm like, tell me one thing. Tell me one thing you want. Pe most people, they literally have no idea. They might throw out something like a million dollars or like go and go to Tahiti. But like, they don't really like it. I'm like, can you connect to your heart real quick and then answer that question again? <laughs> like, what because do you they've settled want? and resigned to themselves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So think about that. If you're listening, like, what is like that? that's something you're like, dude, I freaking want that. Like, I don't care if it's like whatever attachment or story you've got to it being good or bad. I promise it's not either. Like, do you want it or not? What do you want? And then the next reason is why. And that is like, this is the biggest to me. This is the biggest. Yeah. This gets to the core of every foundation underneath which any goal will be set or yeah. And if you have no emotional attachment to it, good luck. Good luck to you. If you don't have an emotional attachment to your goal, like what, what do you think is going to drive you when it gets hard? Nothing. You're going to, you're, whatever has a stronger emotional attachment is going to take over in that moment. So when it's like, for me, my emotional attachment to building retreats, building higher women who rise, getting my clients what they want, like all, it consumes me. I am obsessed. It is all weekend. It's Sunday morning at six o'clock to Sunday morning at midnight. It's, it's all day, every day. I can't stop thinking about it because and you I'm know what? This is, this is so attached. obvious to everyone who hears <laughs> us because I know you've had this happen to you when you're interviewed by other people, or if I'm interviewed by other people, people will usually make the remark of like, well, I can tell you're not passionate about this at all. Right. Because yeah. it's so obvious how passionate and on fire this stuff makes us right. That's how right. I want people to feel. And they can tell that they can tell right. it's coming through when you're interviewed and you know, you're talking about your thing, man. It's like, it's so clear. It almost gives me goosebumps right now thinking about the passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if you're listening, like, what is that for you? What's that one thing that I don't care yeah. what it is. What's that one thing when you start talking about, it, you get all into it and everybody's like, wow, you're really into this. It could be like running that? and saving foster cats. It, I like, it doesn't matter <laughs> right. what it is. It could be like, you, you want to collect bugs and put them in jar. I don't, this really doesn't matter. 
Right. For my, my daughter, who's 14, it's like social injustice or like, like she's like researching like the crazy scammy stuff behind like Young Living and all these like essential oils. <laughs> she's like, she's way into that stuff. I was like, oh, good for okay. her. You know, she loves it. She loves it. That's her thing. She's super passionate. When she starts talking about it, she's like, her voice comes out strong and she's like, in this, and it's so great. You know, cool. Like that might be some so sort cute. of tick or spark of something she might in some way, shape or form as to something she might want to do with her life later on because it lights her up inside. Right. So, um, what is and, that? And I want to jump real quick on the why. So aside from a goal, but it, and this goes back to law of attraction. It's like anything that we want, it's because of the feeling of what it's going to feel like when we have it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how you mm-hmm. can get to the why too. It's like, if you really investigate and you go with your client on that question, it's going to lead you to an underlying thing that, not necessarily won't be exactly attached to that goal, but that's also the thing to strive for is the feeling of, right? Like yeah. everyone wants more money. Well, why? Well, because I'd like to do this and I'd like to do that. Well, imagine then being able to host a fancy dinner party and feeding your friends filet mignon or whatever that end result is of, oh, if I had money, I could take people on a boat trip because I love showing people the water and okay, great. Like then start to imagine that and the feelings you get from it because it's yeah. really all about the feelings we're going to have when we're there. It's the same feeling you and I get when we get off a coaching call and you just, you know, or someone's crying to you saying, I don't know what I'd do without you. I'm so glad I found you. These are the things that just like, oh my God, I just get good. You know, it just, mm-hmm. that's why we're doing it. It's just, just refuels that passion and, and it gives us that feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know like when I was trying to achieve my fitness goals, I very much went into that vision state of like, this is what it's going to feel like to be in my body when I'm stronger and faster. Like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I literally used to have a reoccurring dream that I was like, I must've been running like a four minute marathon pace. I mean, it was like the (laughs) funnest dream ever. I was like unstoppable. I won every time I won the whole marathon, like men and women, right? It was just this wonderful recurring dream. But I think it was because I was so much in that state in my sub conscious all the time of achieving higher fitness. Like I really was there, even though I was 40 pounds heavier, I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no, I'm not like, I'm already there. And I closed that gap. But another thing I'll talk about on the why, when you said that it brought this to my mind is like a big, I don't know what your spiritual connection when you're, if you're listening to, you know, to whatever you call it, God, the universe, your spirit guides, your, your higher self, whatever. I'm really connected to that. I'm really connected to that. And my why is I've been instructed to do these things. And I know that every single time that I've been giving that, given that inspiration from deep inside and I follow and it's like, I want to do it. It's like, Oh my gosh, yes, that's amazing. And as I listen and I do it and I step forward and courage and just keep trying and trying and trying and all these doors, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, these doors keep opening because I keep freaking trying and I keep pushing forward and I don't stop. Like, to me, that's my why is like, I just know that my life gets exponentially better beyond my wildest dreams when I listen to that inspiration that comes from something bigger than me. So absolutely have you tapped into that because that stuff's good. (laughs) You got to meditate, get out in nature, be in silence, listen, ask out loud, you know, say, hey, like I'm wide open. What do you want me to right before I jumped on this podcast? Literally right before Elle rang the little Skype call, I was like, please just let whatever people need to hear come through me today, you know, and that's how I live my life is just like come through me. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful way to exist. So highly recommend tapping into something bigger than you. Absolutely. What um, was the, the next, next one? one? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Next one. I was going to say the next one is when, <laughs> oh, set a deadline. I've known a few people in my life who 
haven't had a lot of success in life who say that they hate deadlines. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> None of us love deadlines. I actually like deadlines. I kind of do. I like, well, because as a writer too, you know, um, and, and, and they're self-imposed. Why? Why do you like it? And they're self-imposed, right? I don't usually have right. writing deadlines from other people unless I promise an article to someone or whatever. Um, I kind of like them. And they work for me better, so I did it when I quit smoking. Like, I'm not a cold turkey person. I know there's those people that could just jump into shit or change their thing. I'm like, no, no, I want a plan. I need an end date. I had to kind of end date it. it we know, you know, I did yeah. make some moves because I wasn't willing to do it cold turkey, and, and that helped to set a date in the future that I could e- edge towards with anticipation. Um, and the same thing would go with, like, back to the example of, like, let's say you want a new car or whatever. It the universe likes speed. And so honestly, putting a deadline on it, even it's like by this date, I want to have this much more in my bank account, or I want to at least have one job interview come in or an opportunity out of nowhere. It could be that vague too. It could be, I just Mm -hmm. want an unknown, wonderful career opportunity to fall in my lap. Again, you can manifest that, but uh, having a deadline, uh, yeah, really, really, really good. And sometimes it happens before the deadline. And that has happened to me too. Yeah, the deadlines encourage action, right? So like, let's say you want to go to Fiji. Well, if you just keep saying, I want to go to Fiji someday, I want to go to Fiji someday, (laughs) I want to go to Fiji someday, you're never going to Fiji. (laughs) But if you're saying, I'm going to go to Fiji in February, February, I'm going to Fiji. Well, shit, now you're going to have to start making some stuff happen, aren't you? You have to start at least looking at flights, finding out how much they cost, how much would it cost to stay somewhere? Okay, how much money do I need to go to Fiji? Okay. Uh, do I need to take off work? Okay. Um, how much, you know, how much money do I need to save up? Okay. If I save up like $200 a week, then I can go to Fiji. Oh my gosh, I can go to Fiji. Who knows? You know? So like, but it's not going to happen until you set that deadline. And I think sometimes, sometimes dreams can kind of like be dream killers just by calling it a dream instead of something you're going to do. Right. Right. Good. When, not if, when, and also (laughs) that's happening, not maybe someday. Yeah, because when you make it this big dream, you kind of alienate yourself from it. It's like, oh, it's this bigger than me thing that I can't achieve versus like, I want, I'm going to do this. Okay. And then you, it's sometimes very, very nice to get back into the practical of like, okay, well, how are you going to actually do it? Rip out a piece of paper and start (laughs) saying like, here's what I need. How can I step by step get myself there? So when that deadline, um, Robert Herjavec, I don't know how you say his last name, but the guy from, um, Shark Tank, he said that a goal, a goal without a deadline is just a dream. Right. A goal without a deadline is just a dream. Right. And, and also your dream is just a fantasy. If you're not taking any action towards it, then it's just yeah. a fantasy. And that's very frustrating to have a fantasy and never act on it. In a way, I feel that depletes confidence. It's the opposite Definitely. of what we just talked about because it, man, and yeah, so much, so much to go there. I, I want to just put a I, years ago, I was like, gosh, I, I really want to spend like a month in Hawaii. I have spent two stints of two months, like a month here and a month awesome. there in Hawaii. Um, I really, I really put that, I did all the stuff. I looked it up, like how much we got, you know, and I put it out there yeah. and I was just freaking dying. I got always thinking about how, I mean, I was just like, I yeah. love this idea, Tara, man. I was like, yeah. this shit's fucking happening. Love it. And it did. And it did eventually happen. And it happened by means of which, again, not what I thought, right? You think you can save and you do that. It wasn't actually perfect planning, but I kept moving forward in the direction and other things came into align with that. So it, it the how was unknown to me when I put that out there and it still was surprising along the way, but I held on to that son of a bit. Man, I, I just right. like looked at, you know, fo- I just imagined being there. I smelled the air. I mean, I, you know, which reminds me, I need to do it again. <laughs> 
I'm glad we're talking about it because I need to do that again. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, and I achieved that. The other thing too is I want to mention this back to just uh, making a list or writing down your goals. One of the things that I did when I was first learning law of attraction is I was in debt and I needed things to get paid off and paid for, not just like certain credit card debts or whatever, but it would be like, uh, I just want to be able to like pay for a year of health insurance or car insurance or just kind of these things where I was like, if I could just, you know, and I wrote that down. I was like, I am so grateful that the following have been paid. And I listed all of those things. So they can even be what some people aren't thinking of, right? You know, we're talking about career affordmentum or other manifestation goals, but it can be something like that too, like a goal yeah. to, right, um, pay something off or, or get out of a situation, uh, improve it. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's important with goal setting to understand that it's going to feel practical, right? And for me, I like to live in the visionary state. I'm I'm a visionary type person. Like, I love yeah. being very comfortable there. Like, ooh, right? I think a lot of us are because it's fun. It's fun to be there. Yeah, it's daydreaming. <laughs> yeah, it's but, fun. It's, it's it's fantasy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting, right? And then you get into the goal setting stage, we get a little more analytical, a little more practical, and it's okay. We have to also be able to do that if we want to execute on these things. Now, Granted, some things might come out of left field and it's like, wow, thank you, universe. I did not see that coming. That was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be on certain things. But it's not going to be like that with everything. And I think it's important that we learn to do our part. You know, I think that there's been plenty of intuitive moments I've had where I feel like this force that's bigger than me that's guiding me is like, yes, God, like, yes, do that. Yes, like we needed you to do that, you know. Um, and sometimes so- you need to just start like, for example, recently, and I'm, I don't have it up yet, but I've been working on a new website and it, it was, it's been a goal for a minute. And this is like the last thing I want to do is go back and like look at all the text and the type and like, you know, yeah, it's just uh-huh. one of those, it's not necessarily the fun kind of situation. So I was like, mm, I was a little resistant to it and I kind of blew it off and then I finally, you know, my web people, I was like, okay, I probably should get on this because I'm the only one that's going to write the copy on my web. Yeah. And so I get in there and I'm doing it and I start to have fun. I'm hitting myself for waiting so long. It's almost like when you've gotten out of health, it just takes you to force to eat that one salad before you're like, damn, man, salads are fucking good, man. You know what I mean? Holy. Right? I've been there. I've been on a kick where I don't eat vegetables. I'm not, and then you know you have that. And so it's the same thing here. It's like, but I had to take the step because it had to be done. And I begrudgingly Mm -hmm. kind of did it. But then I'm in there and then I'm like, you know what? This is awesome. That happens often. So uh, don't deny yourself. You just, sometimes you have to force the micro, the micro move, the micro commitment. Yep. You do. You have to force it. It's not like, cause it's not your normal. It's not, it, it's not your normal routine. You're stepping out of that. So it's like, Oh, I don't want to, or don't know how to, it doesn't feel natural. Pretty soon it will. Guess what? Recording podcasts, my own and this one yes. on the regular, this, this was not natural to me. Like me I, neither, right? Like I was new... like, I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> what are we right. Do? It was a whole new learning curve. It was like, wait, okay. So like, when are we going to do this? Like Fridays, Mondays. Okay. Like every week. Okay. Hold on. Like what you got to figure out the flow, right? Use? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you just, you just keep trying, you keep moving. And then now it's like, we're in a groove. It's like, we pretty much know what to expect. We've got a system. It's cool, but it doesn't feel like that at first. Okay, that kind of brings me to the last one is is how. So how are you going to achieve it? And this is thing Napoleon Hill hits a lot in Think and Grow Rich. And I, if you want to get your fire lit around goal setting, please listen to or read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It, he has something he calls self-confidence formula, um, his auto principles of auto suggestion, where it's basically like you brainwash yourself into your goals, which is really cool. It's really effective. Yeah. Um, so how, so like what, what are you going to do to achieve this thing. And once you ask yourself that, it's like you immediately just start coming up with resources and answers. 
But if you don't take the time and you're just like, I want to go to Fiji someday. All right, I want to go to Fiji someday. You know what you want? <laughs> you don't know why. Why do you want to go to Fiji? Why does that matter to you? Okay, well, that's going to help. It's like, actually, I want to take my dad to Fiji because that was his dream. Okay, well, cool. Awesome. Do that then. Now you've got some big, huge emotional <laughs> attachment to it. And then when? When are you going? Okay, we're going to go next next June. Okay, so how? Now is where you get resourceful. This is where you start getting your answers. And if you don't take the time to, to ask yourself this, you won't. You'll just be like, well, I hope, I don't know, maybe I'll get a tax return or I don't know. I hope, I hope it happens. Now you're streaming again, but it's like, okay, I'm going to set aside like $200 every paycheck until I get there or whatever that is for you. You know, um, that's when you actually start making this stuff happen. And what happens is when you're already in the action, like you said in your Hawaii story, like you started making the actions, but then some other things came in, some other doors opened up, right? But yeah, and also too, you might you it. might start saving for that trip to Fiji, and then someone comes in and pays for it. You don't know, right? You don't you don't know right. any kind of vacation, or or someone comes in and like gifts you. Like that happened to me with that like random modeling gig in in Mexico. I got like a free yeah. vacation that was paid for, all based on a right. new new furniture that I was like, I I want money to come in for that from out of nowhere. So I got like a vacation that was paid for. Like I would have not have guessed that years prior. Um, now. I wasn't, I was moving towards that goal with law of attraction. I was vibing it, not the trip, but the money, which led to a double. I got a vacation and the money in one, which honestly I hadn't been on vacation in a while. It was really nice to be able to go sit on the beach in Cabo San Lucas. So, so you, while you're saving for that trip to Fiji, you don't know what's going to happen, but it's such a pro you move and it's so towards that goal. I know there's no way, but up from there. Yeah. I also want to talk about being flexible. So navigating this space between like driving forward, setting your goals, being clear, knowing what you're going to do, but then also being open to the pathway of surrender and being flexible as the universe starts to open doors for you. Because I found this is like, this is something I've talked about in coaching groups. I'm like, how do you guys navigate this? How do you navigate this? Because it's like, okay, I want this thing. And then boom, out of left field, some, some opportunity presents itself. And this will happen. The more you become a high achiever and a goal setter, this is going to happen all the time. Opportunities like crazy. So how do you filter through these things? The first thing is I say, go with your gut, right? If your gut is saying, oh my gosh, like definitely. I'll give you guys an example. When Elle presented me the, the <laughs> asked me if I wanted to do this podcast with her, she's like, so don't answer right now. Just take your time and think about it. And I'm like, okay, thought about it. Yes. Right. <laughs> because it was like, I, I prefaced it because I, I wanted her to be okay with the fact that she could say no and I wouldn't be offended or anything like that. She didn't know me very well. So I had this like long preface where I'm like, hey man, like not going to be offended right now. <laughs> and I appreciated that. But that's like, that's the like, to me, that's the gut feeling of like perfect clarity of like, yeah, there's no like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It kind of feels like a waste of my time, but maybe I probably should it's probably a good opportunity no like I feel when my gut is aligned it's like oh yeah oh oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I feel the energy that makes sense like all of it like let's go baby you know but the the other side of this is when usually what I find is you get really cognitive (laughs) and somebody's like hey do you want to you know as a health coach I get presented with this a lot we should do a program together we should do a course together we should do this together right because they want to bring in the health component and I've really had to learn, like, does that feel, does that build the vision that I've been given from something bigger than me or not? If it's off in left field and it's going to distract me from the vision, I have to say no, even though I'm like, that sounds so cool. I love you so much. I want to do that. I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Right. But 
when you can learn how to say no and stay close to your vision, you can also get more creative on opportunities, how you can, it's like, well, I can't do that with you, but what if we did this? And you can get creative on new things that you might not do. But it, like, if you just said yes to everything, but what I will say in addition to that is like, if you're in that goal setting place of like, I get, I'm going to be a Spanish teacher because I can provide Spanish. Cause that's one thing that I know how to do. And you're like pigeonholed into this, like, this is the only value I have to bring to society. Like then you start saying yes to things basically out of a place of low self-esteem <laughs> and like I can do this and this might be the only opportunity I ever have to bring value to the world. So I better say yes. I've definitely been down that road. Right. And then I'm like, my gut is like, Tara, what are you doing? This, saying, is this is not you. Not right. this, totally. You're selling out girl. Oh, like, I've no, been, I've been no, pressured. No. I'm sure as you have, I've had some <laughs> real top salespeople try to be like, and I've mm -hmm. just had to just be like, not the vibe dude not it's not my thing yeah. and i mean really like you know up against some hardcore sales on some stuff there was one supplement company or something that really wanted me to be involved with them and i kept explaining to them i was like i'm pretty loyal to the guy i'm already working for that has supplements kind of a conflict of interest i'm, I'm a loyal person so i'm not going to go pitch another company and they didn't understand yep. it and they kept going and i really had to be like and there there's that part of you that always goes well well should i i mean gosh they're pushing me no no stick with your gut it's not right don't get bamboozled and sales talked into something that you don't want to do yeah yeah and i would say like be careful too to make sure that you're not saying no because just because it's uncomfortable growth. Like that's clearly I would have said no to that too, right? And I have said no to many things like that where I'm like, well, cool, that would be a really great opportunity for me personally, but it goes against my morals and values, and I'm not gonna like right. exactly. <laughs> stab somebody else in the back and just like jump ship just because a new opportunity came <laughs> right, right, right. floating my way or whatever. But um, like I think it's you know it's important to to check in with your gut and say like okay, am I saying no to this because it scares me because it's bigger than something I've ever done before? So I just would rather kind of like stay where I'm at. Or am I saying no, because it's actually going to, that's actually going to keep me smaller. That's actually going to keep me from growing in the path that I feel right. And that's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty instinctual gut decision, but sometimes we talk ourselves out of it. We doubt ourselves and all that. So I just say, you know, as you're navigating this place of goal setting, it's so important to be really, really really connected to your guts and your your own ability to make decisions and make them quickly the better you get at that and being able to say no I'm sorry like I like maybe we can connect in the future but this is not right for me right now the better you get at that the better you can stay focused on these goals but then when something out of left field like this podcast was out of left field for me like no, you know last year when I was goal setting I wasn't like and then I'm gonna have a podcast with El Russ like obviously that wasn't on the goal setting thing but it was a huge yes. It was like, absolutely. That's right? what you're so talking about being flexible. Come in, Something comes in and you're like, didn't right. see that. But now that's an addition I actually am feeling a vibe about. Let's go for it. Totally. Right. And, you're, and my gut was like, oh, yeah. Like, it feels light. It feels happy. It feels good. You know, go for that. <laughs> and it's super fun and we love doing it. Um, I was just thinking, I want to throw out an example of where this is a better example of what I was talking about earlier of not having your goals attached to someone else. So this has happened to me several times as a writer in TV and film and books where someone will come to me that's like a friend who doesn't have any experience in these areas and they'll be like, we should totally write a book together or we should totally write a film together. Yeah. And you know where I'm going with this. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, you mean you want me to write the book for you so that you get credit? I'll teach you the skills you need to write, you know, and I'll, I'd collaborate with a write, like a, a writer who's already done, like I would absolutely collaborate. But, but it's really funny because, and again, it's like them, 
<laughs> wanting to bypass any kind of work. And then you go, how passionate are you about it? Because those people ended up not doing a damn freaking thing. Oh, yeah. Right? So oh, they're yeah. latching on to the person that's already achieved to be like, hey, can we? And that's a little, mm, you know. Now, that being said, um, if it's beneficial to me and in a certain situation, if it's something I haven't done for, or if it was like a very close friend of mine had not yet completed a script and really wanted to write, they had already completed everything for a children's animated show and they needed help actually just writing the script. You know, you have to have the software for it, final draft. It's a specific thing on like how you write scripts. And... She's like one of my best friends. And she called me and, and, you know, I told her, I said, hey, I'll mentor you. And I started to mentor her and she was like, you know what? This is equal. I want you to be a co-writer, which I would have been okay not. I would have been happy just mentoring her on it. But we ended up being co-writers on it. And I'm excited about that because here's the thing. I never wrote a children's animated series before. Great. Now that's a feather in my cap. It's another thing for me. That was wonderful. And then literally she cried by the end of it because it was the most incredible accomplishment, that goal that had been handled. And in the meantime, I taught her how to do it. She's thinking about things in ways she had not thought about before because that writing dialogue and things like that for children's show, you have, there's so many angles you have to think of. You could not, yeah, I could do a whole podcast on it. Um, and so, so that's okay. Like that situation, that's different. And you know, she's a really good friend of mine. I want to help her succeed. Of course, I'm going to mentor her a bit. We ended up doing it together. But this is these other jokers that are like, we should totally write a book together. And like, really? Are you going to do any work on that? Are you actually, mm -hmm. so don't hitch your goal to someone else or with the hopes that someone else is going to make it happen for you. You know, you still have to do it. And then you're not compelled to do it if you're not on your own. Kind yeah. Of. And the other thing I, that you're, you keep bringing to my mind with that is don't wait for someone to save you yes. in your goal making process. Like right. also, cause I feel like there's this chronic, like, and I, and I did, I had to learn this lesson really hard. I did. I, the universe is like, okay, she needs to purge this out of her system. It was, I'm going to keep going as, as, as hard as I can by myself until like someone awesome who's way better at business than me discovers me and does it for me oh i've had that thought i'm glad that. you mentioned that i'm sure so many people <laughs> listening have had that thought we have all had that like just right. come and tell me what to do <laughs> right I did. Like, i'm still waiting for that freaking person to show up they don't it's, yeah it's kind of a victim <laughs> mindset it's like someone's yes. gonna come save me from this and they know the way better than i do and i had to learn nope no, I mean, I'm all about coaches and business consultants and, and masterminds and learning from people who have already achieved what you have. That's great. Ain't nobody coming to save you. They don't care. They got their own shit going on. They, they're trying to build their dreams. So they're not going to come. They're like, Hey, I'm just sitting around with all this success, just waiting to do that for somebody else. No one's doing that unless you're going to pay them a lot of money, you know? So like for me, I think, you know, getting that out of your system and your goal setting and realizing nobody cares about this as much as you do. Like you're probably going to become in a situation where you are going to have to hire help. You're going to have to hire consultants. You're going to have to hire, um, freelancers, uh, you know, employees, like, but like no one really cares about your dream as much as you do. You can be an effective leader and get them to a place where they're like, this is freaking cool. I'm finding a lot of purpose in this. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to manifest that it's a, it's only you. like, it's yes, you're going to find help, but like you have to still lead out on your own dream the whole time, the whole time you have to fuel that fire. Right. So remember that. Cause I think it's easy to get in that. Somebody's going to come save me in my goal setting. Eventually, like I'll just pass the buck over and then I'll just kind of sit back and relax. And you know, I'm like, eh, and I it's when so. you're not waiting for that, <laughs> that actually then someone probably would show up and be like, Hey, <laughs> you know, what I mean like if it's ever going to show up it's the time when you're not 
resistantly looking for it and hoping for it in that victim. Yeah. 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 And that, and the help, you know, if if I use my body as an example, like, sure, I'm, I'm fit now. Like I did it. I'm fit, but like, I still work on it every day. I got up at five o'clock this morning so I That's could go the goal work that out keeps before. on given. You can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I had stuff at seven thirty this morning. I had my son had seventh grade orientation. Like I'm like, well, guess it's at five a.m. Get your butt out to the gym fast, kind of day. I'm not gonna just like sleep through that. So I'm still working at it consistently, even though I've quote unquote already achieved it, right? So I, you know, and whatever goal, whether it's your relationships or your business or your faith, it's like no, it's gonna require daily action. Because I mean, something I say on every single podcast when I'm interviewed, especially, well, either about confidence or about like paleo thyroid is no one gives a shit more than you do about you, period, end of story, not your health, not nothing. You cannot put your health in the hands of a Yale doctor or Harvard MD. Because let me tell you, I've met a bunch of them and freaking totally uninformed and the degree doesn't equal anything. So no one cares more. That's why it's the people that persevere when they reach out to me and they keep searching, they keep searching. They nail it. They get it. Perseverance pays, you know, because they wanted it that badly and because they didn't throw their hands, save me in whatever the arena was. And I just in in, in uh, I don't know if you had something to piggyback on that. I just wanted to jump in there. No, no, I think that's that's about it. I the last thought for me on, on goal setting is really, truly like read thinking grow rich and then read it again and then read it again and by the third time you'll probably finally actually be doing the stuff that and it there's says, audiobooks and of it too change. there's audiobooks yep. of it too you can be on a walk just get that thing in your That's mind seep it in the mm-hmm. subconscious it's an i'm gonna reread it now that we just talked about it um it's amazing i also just want to throw out so the way that i work with clients is similar to yours but it's kind of like doing a little bit of a mapping out of all the areas, right? We've got like money relationships career health whatever yep. and going yep. through each one and going what's working like what's working yeah, in this era? Because something's it. working and there's something to be grateful for. Amen. And let's appreciate that. And then what's not working? And then you can dig into some of those ones, you know, piggyback off of those. So I would just ask everyone, like, take a, you know, 10 minute iPhone timer and sit there and go, or, or two minutes. Okay, I want to do health for two minutes. What's working? What's not, right? You know, keep going through it. You're going to identify stuff. Things are going to come up. They're going to help you set goals um, and motivate you to move further. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was, um, I was actually on a date with a guy and he does, he does well in business. And he was, I was telling him about my love for Ed Milet. Everybody who knows, I, someday I'm going to yeah. meet Ed. Ed. I, I know a bunch of people who know Ed. I haven't met Ed personally, but I freaking love his stuff. Like every, anything Ed puts out, I'm listening. He's so good. So I was telling him about my love for Ed Milet and he's like, Oh yeah. I, he actually was on a business call with me one time. Cause he works with like his business coach or something. And I was like, no way. What did he say? And he's like, he said the same thing as you. He said, he's like, Hey, what's your, like, what is your slam dunk? Like, what's that one thing in your business that you know works really well? Keep doing more of that. More and more and more and more. Like, why wouldn't you focus all your energy on that? Just do it over and over. Replicate it in other areas and other as many ways as you can. That thing that's working really well for you, keep doing more of it. So I love that that point. Yeah from you because that's the same thing that I'm, you know, hearing from like one of my favorite coaches in the world is just keep focus on what is working. That's, that's for me too, with nutrition, gym stuff that I feel, yeah, I pretty much, I got it figured out. I just, that's what that it, it increases confidence. Like you're saying, because you're like, yeah, I'm, I, this is working. I'm doing something that's working really well. Cool. Got it. Right. And then, you know, applying that in other areas of life and looking for those slam dunks, I think is so valuable. Love it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We will see you next week.